Hey there. My name is Crystal Morgan, and I'm a certified life coach that specializes in helping women get their self-confidence back after they've had a setback in life. No meditation, special healing crystals, or reciting affirmations. Just a little psychology mixed in with a dose of brain work to help you learn how to not just feel confident now and then, but be confident. Here we go. Hello, hello. Happy almost Thanksgiving, depending on when you're listening to this. I hope everyone is looking forward to having some good food and good fun with their family. And if you're not, because you're concerned to get around your family, because you're thinking that you might go a little nuts, then you might want to keep listening because this episode is going to be for you. Uh, This past week, I did a free boundaries class in preparation for the holiday season so that you ladies would be prepared for getting around your family and really just feeling like you've got a little bit of control. That you could say yes when you wanted to say yes, you could say no, whatever answer you wanted to give, that you could give that. And I wanted to take a little bit of what I covered in there and just talk about a little snippet of it today since we have Thanksgiving coming up right around the corner. You know, when we get around our families, sometimes we can naturally revert back to ourselves as children. Even when we um, have been away for a long time, you can find yourself feeling like you're that five-year-old or 17-year-old teenager all over again. Things that seem so simple around friends and coworkers seem to be a struggle during the holidays because now you're around your family. And I can tell you that it's totally normal to feel like you're going into this you know, blast from the past moment. Your family is who you spent the most of your time with over the years and who you've learned the basics of life from. That includes boundaries. So being back around them can ignite old thinking, feelings, and habits pretty quickly, even the ones that you're not that conscious of. And many women that I speak with are aware that they do feel confused or helpless or disempowered in general when they get around their families. And they get concerned with setting boundaries for really three main reasons. One, they're afraid of ruining the dynamic of their relationship. Two, they're afraid that if they start setting boundaries, it's the same thing as them being selfish and they don't want to be selfish people. Or they feel like they'll just be overwhelmed with guilt, telling people no or disappointing them, all of that fun stuff. And the thing is, these are all myths. They're not really true. And I'm going to debunk all three of these for you today in the hopes that you will go into Thanksgiving feeling a bit more ready to, frankly, set some boundaries up for Turkey Day and to get control back in general in some of the areas of your life where maybe you've been feeling a little bit helpless, like you've been run over, like you don't have control. Now, before I dive into that, I want to make sure that I clarify and define what I mean when I say boundary. A boundary is essentially an invisible property line around who you are. The purpose of it is so that you can tell where you are and your responsibilities are going to begin and where they're going to end. And then when another person's responsibilities are going to begin from there, that's where your line should be. My responsibilities end here, I end here, and then you begin over here. A boundary should make a request of someone and then be followed by a consequence if someone doesn't comply with that request. If you continue to do this, then I will continue to do that. If you continue to yell, then I will leave the room. If you continue to speak to me in that way, I will leave the relationship. A request, and then a consequence if that request is not 
met. Each person on this earth gets to establish their own boundaries. You get to decide what the request is and what the consequence will be. And they can show themselves in a lot of different ways. Could be in your words, could be in your time, could be in your body language. You get to decide. Whatever it is that makes you feel the most safe, that's what you want to enact as a boundary in your life. Boundaries aren't about removing people from your life, although you can do that. That may be a consequence that you decide on depending on what your your request is. But it really is just about making sure that you are taking ownership of your own thoughts, feelings, and actions, and that you allow other people to do the exact same thing. So now that we have that part out of the way, let's address some of the assumptions that people make that keep them from making a request of someone and then following through on the consequence. Let's go back to those myths that I was talking about. Let's start with the first one. I'm afraid that if I make a request and then I enforce a consequence, if that person doesn't comply, that I'm going to ruin the relationship. There are two things I want to offer to you about this. One is that I want you to really think about the relationship as it is right now. Okay? Think about it. What is it specifically that you think you will be ruining? What is it that you think that will change? If you are already experiencing hurt in the relationship because of something that someone else is doing, then you are already experience what you're experiencing right now in your relationship is not ideal. Because most of what you're bringing into the relationship is probably resentment because right now you feel like you're not able to fully show up as yourself for whatever reason. Saying what you want to say or doing what you want to do, putting your needs second and then someone else's needs first leaves you only one choice. And that's to walk away from your own self and serve someone else so that they will hopefully keep you around. Does it serve you to continue to have a relationship where it only works if you don't step on someone else's toes or say something that might result in hurt feelings? Here's something else I want you to think about. So what if the dynamic of the relationship changes? Isn't that what you want anyway? I think people naturally fall into the worst case scenario and assume that the minute that they say something that people will leave. And hey, maybe they will. But most times the relationship gets stronger because both parties can approach each other with the gift of love instead of the payment of love. A relationship is healthiest when both parties can respect each other, not agree, and still decide to give love, not as a mandate, but as a gift. When you're afraid that someone will leave a relationship in a transactional kind of way like that, it's basically you saying, if I don't keep paying them, then I won't be loved. You are worth being loved without having to pay everyone in advance for it. When you see a newborn, you don't think about if they're lovable or not. That newborn just is, as they came. You don't lose that value as you get older. What happens as we get older is you get trained to believe otherwise that you must look like this or say this in order to receive love and acceptance. But it's just not true. 
So be sure before you keep things the way that they currently are and you decide not to do anything different this holiday, that you take some time and consider if it serves the overall relationship with your sister, your brother, your mother, or whomever. See if it actually serves that at all if you don't say anything. What do you lose out on if you keep things the way that they are? What's it worth being in a relationship where only 80% of you gets to show up versus one where 100% of you is allowed and gets to show up? Think on that and remember that you are allowed to find people, blood-related or not, that accept all of you and want to work on a relationship with you and want to respect you and your boundaries and the same vice versa. Okay. The next one, I'm afraid that if I start enforcing consequences, that it means I'm a selfish person. All right, here's the thing, ladies. To be selfish means to put your own desires first with the intention or motivation of ignoring someone else's desires and what they want is not important. It's like saying, my desire not only is better than yours, but yours doesn't even deserve consideration. When you make a decision to enforce a consequence after someone doesn't comply with your request, you aren't saying that someone else, what someone else wants isn't important to you. You're just saying that it's not something you want to participate in. I love to tell my, my, my clients, don't make your answer mean more than it does. When you say, no, I won't be attending Thanksgiving dinner this year because I don't like the way that you speak to me and we've talked about this before and I told you if you continued this that I wouldn't come to the dinner. You don't have to make that mean that you're a terrible daughter, mom, sister, or whoever. You're allowed to create a safe environment for yourself. I'm going to say that one more time because some of you guys really need to hear this and let it seep into your bones. You are allowed to create a safe environment for yourself. And it doesn't have to mean that you don't care. Because you do care. But caring for others isn't about always doing what they want. It means taking in consideration what they want. To see it as valuable and to respect it. And then even with respect for what they want to do, you still get to decide what you need and what's best for you without the motivation of doing harm. It's each person's responsibility to meet their own basic needs, especially adults. Every person is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings, and actions. And then they will receive consequences, results, based on those actions. Meeting your needs is not a luxury, it's a part of life. And just like you are responsible for your own thoughts and feelings and behaviors and the results that happen when you do act on something, you also have to allow others to take responsibility for themselves as well. All right, here's the final one. If I make a request of someone and then I enforce a consequence, then I'll just feel guilty all the time. A couple of things with this one. First, I hear this one because I think there's this fear of hurting someone else's feelings. And I want to offer to you that feelings are already getting hurt. 
yours. You've decided that you'd rather experience the discomfort rather than the other person experiencing some discomfort. Taking on the burden for everybody. I like to remind my clients that you cannot protect people from their emotions. Okay, let me say it again because I really want you to hear this. You cannot protect people from their own emotions. Have you ever said something to someone with the best intentions in a tone that you thought was friendly and they still felt sad, mad, disappointed for whatever reason? It's because you do not you do not control other people's emotions. <laughs> I know you think you do. I know you want to, but you don't. So I want you to give up on trying to do that. And also, you are not responsible for other people's emotions. You can't control it and you're not responsible for them. People are experiencing emotions all day long without your help. They're experiencing joy, pain, and everything in between. So you can stop trying to figure out all the ways that you can manipulate a good feeling out of them. Also that you can hopefully get a good feeling, right? Because that part's not your job. If you want to feel good, it's your job to go out and find out what brings you joy, what makes you happy. Now, I'm not saying to go out and be mean to everyone, but I am saying that you don't need to hurt your own feelings just so you can keep someone else's intact. And second, when it comes to guilt, that I want you to know, guilt isn't permanent. You only prolong unwanted feelings by not wanting them, by not allowing them. If you're feeling guilty because you're concerned with hurting feelings, you must allow yourself to really feel that. Allow it to exist. Remember, you're responsible for your own feelings. It is a human experience to feel disappointed, guilty, um, upset, happy. These are all the gambit of emotions that you will feel over the course of a lifetime. But it won't be permanent as long as you allow yourself to be human and have that experience. It only lingers when you're trying to run away from it. I like to explain it like this. It's like having a piece of tape strapped to you. Imagine having a piece of tape and we wrote guilt on there strapped to you. And then your way of trying to remove it is just to run from it. It's not going anywhere. It's better to take it, remove it from you, look at it and go, okay, well that happened. And then you can take it off. Running from it doesn't help. It just doesn't work like that. So it's okay if you do feel guilty, but do know you're allowed to feel guilt and it won't be permanent. So hey, ladies, this Thanksgiving, I want you to encourage, I want to encourage you just to take some time and think about how you want to show up. What requests do you want to make and what consequences do you want to enforce? It's okay that you may feel a little bit guilty. It won't be permanent. And most likely you're already feeling guilty anyway because you're not owning up to who you want to be and how you want to show up. It's okay if you're a little bit nervous about being selfish, but I can promise you that I bet you anything, your motivation is not out of one to do harm, but is more just to create a safe environment for both parties. And that's not selfishness. And then also, yes, the dynamic of the relationship may change, but you want to anyway. You want something stronger. You want something that has a lot more honesty, clarity, and openness and wholeness to it. 
So take some time, think about it, figure out how you want to show up and have an amazing Thanksgiving. And I'll talk to you next week. Hey girl, so if this resonated with you and you're ready to start taking control of how you show up from the time you wake up until your head hits the pillow, then you'll want to work with me. I help single women get their confidence back, especially after feeling like they've lost it. Make your confidence permanent and talk with me about my one-on-one coaching program. I work with you for one hour every week for 12 weeks. Hey, what if you were only 12 hours away from a more confident you? You can use the link in the show notes or visit www.crystalmorgancoaching.com for more. All right. Bye-bye.